Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, huh? the one, the only, Dave Burles Berlin. Say what? Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome to another show. Yes. How's it going, Doc? Yes, good. I I was I, I, I don't know what? if you noticed there. I paused a little bit because I know, I didn't know if you were gonna go back to the I to wasn't the old sure, you know. Intro. I was I was like Yeah, switch mm. up, keep people on their toes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, the full intro of Dave's health profession is getting a little it's getting a little old. I need to switch it back up. So I'll think of something. I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna do something new go. coming next week. Next All week, right. guys, get Looking ready. It's a new, it. it's a new intro for Dave. I have, I have very many great qualities that you can write about. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Dave, you had to get uh, COVID tested. How did that go? Hmm. Well, I've been tested three times. Um, Jeez. So, I've done the nose twice and the uh-huh. mouth once. Oh, okay. Um, Which so one's I'll better? Start with the, well, you know. It, it's all personal preference, I think. I have a very strong gag reflex, mm. so it's just like the strep throat, where they're just like prodding it down into your throat, and you're like, oh, ugh. yeah, like I could throw up on you at any second. Yeah, um, that doesn't sound good. So, nope. So and then you have the alternative of where they stick it up your nose. Yeah, and they you literally think they're about to like tickle your eyeball. Yeah. And oh your yeah. Brain. Yeah. Because they go so far back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they touched my brainstem on that one. So true. Yeah. Dude, I think so. One time, I, I, f- I feel like they like hit like the tear duct or something, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my, my eye just started just watering. Oh, yeah. And the other one was fine. And oh, then yeah. the, other, the other time, the other person went, and they didn't go as far deep. And I was like, man, I wonder if this one's just going to be negative because she didn't go far back enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, now, have but, you got the, then, the test results on the most recent? The most recent, I have not. The other two oh. were negative. Okay. But the, the worst part is they get back there, and you're like, all right, take it out now. And then they have to twirl it and twirl count it. to 10, and you're, yeah. like, that's, you're like, that's really not necessary. Like, you're already back here. You got the mucus on it. Uh-huh. Like, just get out. <laughs> give, give it a little twirly, too, and then they got to count oh, you down, man. I got I, I, I felt good because I had to get mine for work, and, uh, right. you know, they uh, the, the nurse congratulated me. She was like, hey, nice job on not flinching. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, as my eye, like you said, as my eye was just tearing up, I'm like, yeah, no problem. Did you did you close your eye or did you leave it open? Oh, I left it open. I stared I stared uh, down the barrel of that gun. Ew. I went with it. It was it was coming right in there. I I closed my eyes because I was like, they're not going to see me tearing up right now. Oh no, they just saw it water oh, up. No doubt, they're just watching me as I was just like, ah, yeah. They're like, this guy's a stone wall. That's Nothing why, is bothering him. That's why I told you, man. I wasn't. I, I didn't flinch. Just stared it down. But I, uh, I haven't found out yet. 
I I I'm I'm very interested. I don't think I'll have the antibodies, yeah. but I'm I'm interested. I mean, this guy, this this COVID thing, it's a it's a it's a mover and a shaker. Word. They've got questions about the lymphocytes. They got questions about mm -hmm. T cells. There's a mm -hmm. lot of ways our body defends and gets attacked by this thing. So questions, but I'm still interested to know. Uh, along with that, Dave, I don't know if you noticed uh, this past weekend. We had a Sahara dust party. Did you notice that? Mm. Oh, I heard about that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was like Saturday into yeah. Sunday. They were putting out the weather advisories. Yeah. A um, little bit on Friday, too. We had a little bit. Yeah. One of my patients was talking about it. On the, they were talking about it on the news, and I was like, I don't watch the freaking news, you old person. What? But. <laughs> get out of here. I get my news from like, the Doc G show. Come on. I haven't seen that on Twitter yet. And we haven't talked about that from Doc, you know, yeah. a week in the past yet. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. We had a, a Sahara dust party. And dust traveled all the way 5,000 miles over the ocean to come out Crazy. and and hang in America. Jeez. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, but we haven't really had a stellar 2020 yet so far. Nope. No, it has um, not been good. Does that uh, bring bugs with it? No, it did not. It did Wait, not. Wait, what? But, good. like, that, I don't know if you were like me. That's the thing is, like, when I heard about this, I was waiting for, like, the Sahara Desert sand to come over here and right. form... Form over Florida and turn into the mummy yes! from the mummy movies. I, dude, I was thinking of a scene from the mummy where you just, from the distance, you just see it all coming. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I was of. just waiting for that. Like, you know, the mummy to be created and like instantly people would just start protesting. This, this is, this is my idea was what happened. The mummy would form, people would start protesting that the mummy was created by the deep state. And he once had coffee with Hillary Clinton in Turkey, and his brother's Barack Obama, and he needs to be he needs to be taken out as mummy. And then another group would come in and protest and say it's God's mummy coming to kill all the sexual deviants in America. <laughs> then, oh my gosh. then then there'd be another group that would say that the mummy was being controlled by aliens from one of the ancient pyramids of Egypt, and everybody should come party with the mummy. That's a fact. And then. Somebody would ask Trump what he's going to do about it, and he'd say, well, you know, I, I've been friends with mummies all my life. I'm friends with the best mummies. Mummies are afraid of me in my hotels. And people would be like, okay, well, what are you going to do about the mummy? And he'd say, you know what? We've got a lot of plans about the mummy. So many plans. Complicated plans. plans. <laughs> uh, complicated that most people wouldn't understand. I would understand them. You would not understand them. Yes! But uh, uh, we're going to wait and see what happens. Wait, what? And then after a couple days after the mummy had been created, the mummy itself would catch COVID. Oh. And since the mummy has a lot of additional risk factors, like it's 3,000 years old and it's living dead, it, it, it would die from the COVID. That's a fact. And then the mummy dies, which would cause a lot of headlines in the newspaper, like what's the correlation between a mummy and chances of dying from COVID. Hmm. And they'd have to ask about that. And then new conspiracy would erupt that the government oh, was already in a cold war with the mummy 
before it materialized over Florida, and they had to develop COVID-19 as the perfect mummy-fighting virus, but it backfired on them because it killed regular people, too. And that would be the new conspiracy about COVID because the mummy got Man. it. What? It's just what I thought. It's just It just came that to was, me today. That was deep. Yeah. Yeah, I really worked through a lot of options there, made some real-life scenarios. I felt good about it. I felt good about it. <laughs> Regardless, Dave, we dodged a bullet, am I right? So true. All right. Oh, man. I, I was expecting to have to clean it all up in my yard and stuff. Thank no. goodness. No, I, not, no, not. Like, I'd mummy debris everywhere. That's a fact. Not that much. It was a little dusty one day when I ran. Friday afternoon when I ran. It was, it was, it was, a, little, it was a little hazy. That, that was my excuse not to run that day. There you go. I like it. <laughs> I like it. But any, regardless, since a mummy did not materialize and terrorize Florida, I think it's time to, to celebrate him, all right? Dude, you're right. Let's fire it up, baby. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Woo! Woo! Man, good show today. Word. Great show. Former lead singer of the Mowgli's and now his own project, Little Hurt, Colin Deedon is on the show. We're going to talk a lot of things. I'm very excited. He is on the newest compilation of Now Music. Oh. Now Music. Now, don't tell what, him. What number are they on now? 36. <laughs> I'll have to go back and... Look at my notes. I think it's 36, 34, or 36. Something like might be 37. Wow. It's in the 30s. You, high probably, 30s. you probably remember oh. the first one. Wait, no. It might even be way more than that. I can't remember. Yes! I can't remember. Uh, yeah, no, no. That's what that's what I thought before I did the interview. That's what I thought. I was like, what number? Like, where did they start? I mean, I know I remember yeah. the first one, but where did they start? And I went back. Yeah. Don't, don't tell Colin because I'm going to ask him. It's 98. Mm -hmm. That's when it started. 98. Wow. Yeah, I went back and I looked at there. There's some jams on that first one, man. There's some jams. Like what? Well, I mean, the biggest jam on there, Aqua, Barbie Girl, huh? Oh. Huh? Yeah. Classic. That's Classic. right. Classic jam right there is on there. Uh, What else? Let's see here. No, oh yeah, I was way off. I was in my head. Oh, come on. 74. 74. It's now music that now that's what I call music 74. 74. Yeah. Jesus. They really started pumping them out after like 10 years. Just like they'd come mm -hmm. out with one like every month basically. Few months, yeah. But 98, I was right. It was 98. The uh, Aqua Barbie Girl, uh, Lenny Kravitz, Fly Away, Tonic, If Ooh, You Could Only See. Nice. Some good jams, man. Good jams. For anyways, sure. anyways, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of other things with a little hurt. I'm very excited about that. But first, we got to start where we start. Birthday suit. Yeet. Happy birthday, uh, Dave, uh, this is not, uh, his birthday was before Wednesday, but I still got to mention it. Uh, yesterday, okay. Mike Tyson's mm -hmm. birthday. Oh, Mike Tyson. Happy birthday, Mike. Iron Mike, 54. Jeez. 54. Now, I don't know if you still noticed kick that, our that, well, there's been a lot of talk, right? That's the thing. He's yeah, been talking about, back. like, comeback. And, you know... 
for for several months of those, I was like, yeah, right. What's stupid? I don't believe it, right? And then I saw a couple of those videos of him uh, working the bag. I mm -hmm. peed my pants a little bit. That's a fact. I was like, Ooh. man, that's I I would instantly be knocked out by this man. I would instantly be knocked out by this 54-year-old yeah, man. One one punch and I'm done. Yeah, like he would knock me out multiple times before I hit the ground. So true. Like, and it's amazing how fast he is for 54, man. Lightning yeah. for 54. Quick like, hands. Quick I wasn't, hands. I wasn't that fast when I was 20. Man, what the crap. Anyways, all right. I, uh, I'm not that confident about this first one, I'll be honest. It's not okay. really your wheelhouse, different oh. sport that you don't really cover, and a little bit out of your age range. But oh, geez. super, super notable guy. So I still gave it a flip of the coin. We're right at 50. Okay. Right at 50. Okay. Uh, born in Birmingham, Alabama, July 1st, mm -hmm. 1961. His parents ran local athletic clubs in Birmingham. Our birthday suit wearer played and practiced in all of these athletic clubs while growing up. But around the age of 13, his father started focusing him on track and field, mm. where he really liked competing in long jump. During high school, he achieved uh, r the ranking of fourth on the all-time world juniors list. Say what? Uh, he ended up going to the University of Houston for college. Our birthday suit wear at the age of 19 qualified for the 1980 Olympics. In 1981, not only was he the best long jumper in the world, but he also was the best 100-meter runner in the world by that Impressive. time. In 1984, our birthday suit wearer was set to compete in four events. The long jump, the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and the 100 meter relay. He ended up winning four gold medals in 1984, tying Jesse Owens' track and field record. Jeez. Uh, in 1984, <laughs> after this, the Chicago Bulls drafted him 208th overall, <laughs> even though wow. he'd never played in high school or college. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not only what? that, but he was also drafted by the Dallas Cowboys that same year, even though he also never played football. Wait, what? That's how great of an athlete he was. They were like, you know what? Doesn't matter if he's never seen our ball. Eventually, he'll be good at this sport. He's just he's that fast good. Enough. Yeah, he's that fast and that and can jump that much. He'll be good. Uh, in 1988, he won gold in the 100 meters and the long jump. He did not win the 100 meters until Ben Johnson was disqualified for steroid use, and he won the 100 meters as a result. He went on to win long jump at two more Olympics, the 1992 and the 1996 Olympics, meaning that he won it four Olympics in a row, 16 wow. years of the long jump. Dominance. Yes. Name that birthday suit wearer. You know, I really don't know. I think this guess is going to be wrong, but I was just thinking Cowboys... So I'm going to say Bob Hayes, but I, I don't think that's right. What? That is not correct, but I'll give you a second guess if I give you the initials. C.L. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Carl Lewis. There it is. Yes, Carl Lewis. That is it. One of the best American Olympians of all time. Carl Lewis. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, his, his four medals, not, I mean, obviously, ridiculously impressive. That's a fact. But... Yeah. Not as crazy as uh, Jesse Owens. One, because Jesse Owens had to stare down Hitler while he was doing it, which is insane. So true. <laughs> Two, he uh, he won the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and the 400 meters. Jeez. Which no one has Four done that since. No, no, no. At the, at the uh, same Olympics, he won the 100, 200, uh, okay. 400, which nobody's yeah, ever done impressive. that again. Because, you know, you got two different energy systems, two different types of sprints, 100 versus mm-hmm. 400, com- completely different, right? It's either uh, mm-hmm. like a Michael Johnson that win the 200 and 400 or like a Carl right. Lewis that win the 100 and the 200. So you don't have somebody usually spanning all four. But... Carl Lewis and still to be the farthest jumper, yeah. sixteen years in a row. Yeah, yeah, in the and whole world. Now Crazy. he pro- he probably wouldn't have won the ninety six one, but somebody got disqualified and then somebody was injured. But nevertheless, he still won. Still, there you go. Right there you go. Carl Lewis turning the big uh, fifty nine. One more year Happy in birthday, the fifties. Yes, getting to uh, celebrate his nine gold medals. He is the uh, Second in individual gold medals. The, the second most gold medals of anyone there in, as an individual. Nice. Yeah, he's also vegan. Fun fact. He's been vegan oh. for like 28 years or something like that. Shoot. He said he mainly did it for volume. Like he likes to eat a ton of food, and he said he could eat all the food he really wanted then. If like, it's you know, vegetables, it's a, yeah. 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 Well, and that's Carl Lewis for you. Anyways, all right. Are you ready? Let's rip some headlines. Let's rip it, buddy. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, uh, Dave, first story is from thecut.com. Word. The Cut. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I, uh, of course. We're in we, the cut. We all go to the cut, <laughs> am I right? Uh, <laughs> as we mentioned a little bit in the opener... This whole COVID, no fun. No fun. So true. Uh, true. But there's a lot of ways to look on the bright side, Dave. Uh, Mm -hmm. Such as we talked about, like the Sahara dust not turning into a mummy. That's a a bright side. Another another bright side is at least we're not rabbits. Hmm. I am happy to not be a rabbit. Yeah, well, and I'll explain uh, another reason why you're not high. Well, obviously, uh, as a rabbit, you have no natural defenses, and pretty much anything will eat you. That's a fact. But right, another Just good reason defenseless and not to be a rabbit is they're currently going through a virus pandemic that's way worse than what humans are going really? through. Yes, really. Yes. Bunnies are dealing with a virus called rabbit. Hemorrhagic disease type 2. Oh, my um, gosh. Researchers say that RHDV2, as the scientists say, uh, is way more infectious than COVID. It's way more persistent. It can be transmitted on almost anything. Bugs, 
on carcasses. It can spread through water. It can spread on shoes. It can spread through pretty much anything. Um, And RHDV2 starts by destroying your liver cells and causes hepatitis. Jeez. And then it systematically goes through and kills the other organs of your body, causing copious amounts of internal bleeding. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. One researcher at the USDA said it's wildly contagious. We had one guy with 200 rabbits. He lost them all between a Friday afternoon and a Sunday evening. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 200 rabbits down in three days with that dude. All of them. None of them made it. And uh, apparently vets have uh, started calling. Well, uh, also... um, not a not good news on this rabbit uh, uh, virus. It's apparently stable at room temperature to live on surfaces for three and a half months. Wait, what? Oh my god, that thing won't die. Yeah, so so it can just hang out forever unless you kill it. It's gonna be there to kill your rabbit. Oh come on. Okay. Uh, apparently, vets have started calling it, which I really don't. I don't know if uh, this is a good name for it, but they've started calling it Bunny Ebola. Ew. Uh, mm. Even even though, side note, has nothing to do with Ebola. It's completely not related to Ebola. The bleeding <laughs> is completely different in those two types of diseases because both of them oh you do have gosh. lots of bleeding. Completely different way. Ew. But man... Talk about, I mean, jeez. I mean, COVID, don't get me wrong. COVID does not sound pleasant at all. But COVID does not systematically destroy all of your organs and make you bleed to death on the inside. Oh, that just sounds miserable. Yeah. Like, you just feel sick, not like you're literally just shutting down. Yeah, oh. man. If I was a bunny, first of all, I'd be super cute. And fiending for some carrots. That's a fact. Second of all, I would be in a lockdown safe room somewhere with completely sterilized walls, not allowing anybody in my bunny safe room. Like, hey, listen, we can't risk it right now. (laughs) Put the food in the detox. detox Every bunny for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta stay in here until Bunny Ebola goes away. All right, jeez, gosh, man, I, I hope Roger Rabbit makes it. I hope Bugs Bunny make it. I'm worried. True oh, that, man. Oh no. Uh, okay, next story, Dave. This story comes from sfgate.com. That'd be San Francisco Gate.com. Okay. Uh, Dave, TV programming. I think we can all agree. Been a little rough. Since the pandemic started. That's a fact. Hasn't been the mm-hmm. best. Um, but that hasn't stopped things from airing. They've still, you know, thrown stuff out there to the public. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things uh, that recently came out was uh, the BET Awards. Those happened about a week ago. A little over a week oh, ago. I missed those. And they successfully aired. They, uh, you know, got, got through it. Went pretty well. Pretty much everything went well. Now, um... You know, they even had a, they had a performance by Public Enemy, Fight the Power. They invited Nas out there with him. 
Uh, and a couple couple of new folks. There was a new rapper. I can't remember. You know, Young Buck. Can't remember who it was. Yeah. Somebody, uh, a, a Young Buck there. But everything was going well until they got to the section where they do the tribute to uh, recently departed Black Stars. Mm, right. uh, during this tribute, they posted Willie Brown. <laughs> Willie Brown. Which... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is someone that passed away recently. Willie Brown uh, is a Hall of Fame Oakland Raiders cornerback, and he died this okay. past year. But RIP. the problem was they posted a picture and name of Willie Lewis Brown Jr., the former mayor of San Francisco, who is still oh, very much alive. Oh, shoot. <laughs> So it didn't take too long before people were like calling in, people were texting, people were calling Willie Lewis Brown Jr. and being like, hey, so are you dead? Hmm. You're not? Okay, just checking because BET said you're dead. Just wanted BET you to know. BET thinks you're dead. <laughs> like, can you imagine if you were Lily Lewis Brown watching the awards ceremony? I have a heart attack. What? <laughs> no. Like, I feel like if I was him and I was watching it, I'd have to call up a couple of people and like and, and be like, hey, can you hear me? And it'd have to be a couple just in case it was like a uh, movie situation. And uh-huh. it, even though you were a ghost, one of your friends could still hear you. And so you're <laughs> like, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm alive. And then it turns out, oh, no, it's just the one person that can speak to me. Dang it. So you have to call it. You have to call a couple people, make sure. Yeah, to test it out. Yeah. Someone but, not in your super inner circle. Exactly, man. But I was just like, geez, that's it. Also, like, out of all the folks looking over the BET Awards, there wasn't one person that was like, hmm. Better check this. That, this, that checked it? Yeah. You know? better, better check this Willie Brown out. That's not exactly a unique name. Better make sure we got the right Willie Brown. Like, I mean... You know, if they're celebrating the life of Octavian Juniper Wartwheel, they'd be like, okay, pretty sure this is the only Octavian we got here. We can put his picture right. up. And then you got Willie Brown, of course. There's going to be like a thousand Willie Browns. They were like, guys, ah, famous guy. That's got to be him. It works. Like, close mm, enough. <laughs> mm, mm. And lastly, like, he's for the, just think, for the, like the next, you know, Several months, he's going to be walking around. People are going to be like, hey, I thought you died. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Walked into alive. meetings and stuff. How's sits at the going? head of the table. <laughs> uh, uh, but the last saving grace of that, though, is now at least he can think, you know. I mean, he can be fairly happy with the fact that he, one, people actually cared that he was dead. Right. And two, they weren't happy that he was dead. You know, so I mean, <laughs> so true. like, at least he's above that level. So now he can sort of be like, all right, well, when I die, at least people will be sad. That's good. Don't care. That's nice. Uh, okay. Next story is from KFOR in Nebraska. Dave, okay. remember uh, a couple of weeks ago when we had the story about the Mexican senator that showed up to the Zoom meeting without a shirt or Naked. brawl? Yeah. Yep. Mm. I think we have another uh, Zoom meeting mishap that Uh-oh. that rivals that. 
uh, on a on a much lower level of government. Word. Much okay. lower level. So this past week on Thursday, uh, in Oklahoma or in uh, in in actually Oklahoma, not in Nebraska, in Oklahoma, uh, at Western Heights School Board, uh, they were having a meeting over Zoom, hmm. and uh, this meeting, of course, was open to the community. Anybody that wanted to see the school board meet could uh, watch mm-hmm. the uh, meeting. <laughs> and uh, one of the attendees, one of the uh, members of the board, mm-hmm. uh, Linda Farley, was on the call, on video, and as they're talking about some of the agenda, she just casually pulls out a Corona, the beer, and drinks it Wait, what? while nice. she's in the meeting. Classy. <laughs> nope. Puts it several times. Just goes, no, like, just in the bottle, just takes the sip, puts it back down casually, and no one says anything. Hmm. Like, none of the other members or, like, any, like, you know, acknowledgement. It's completely over. Uh, now, as you can imagine, not many of the parents that were watching this meeting were cool with the fact that one of the members was drinking during the meeting. That's a fact. Uh, right. After the meeting, when asked about Linda, the president of the school board, Robert Everman, said he didn't see what happened during the meeting, but he did see screenshots after the meeting, and even with the screenshots, he still wasn't sure it was a beer. Oh, come on, Robert. Let me interject real quick, Dave. You can tell it's a beer. That's a fact. 100%. I believe you. <laughs> it's not hard at all to see that it's a Corona. You can even tell it's a Corona light. It doesn't take I, <laughs> that much to know. I mean, I got, I got two thoughts. Like, one, why didn't you just put it in a different cup if you yes! knew you wanted to have it? Yes! Yes! Like, my, my second thought was like, oh, it could have been apparent. Like, it was their first Zoom. They hadn't done anything this whole break, blah, blah, blah. But, like, to be a person in the school board where you're probably having Zoom meetings daily and you know how this works, like, come on. I'm not condoning. Up. I'm not condoning or promoting a beer. But, I mean, you couldn't just pour it out in a glass, Linda? Just a right. red Solo cup. Nobody knows what's in that thing. Could've Who knows? A Yeti. Yeah. Been fine. You got you got no idea. Then I also like right after that, the president then added, "If I thought she was drunk, I would have stopped the meeting immediately." Wait, what? What? He didn't even notice. What? <laughs> How are you going to know if she's drunk? Robert, hmm. what do you right, have? A like, magical over Zoom breathalyzer? Like <laughs> she, she, her head isn't still on her on her screen. I mean, I mean, Robin. Robert, Robert's excuse is basically like the old man trying to explain his way out of the DUI. Officer, I just had a couple of beers. I'm totally fine. If I was if I was drunk, I wouldn't have drove. Okay, so true. I, I, I'm I'm fine. Obviously. But then, don't worry, Dave, because Linda came out and saved it the next day, right? Linda came out and released her own statement saying, in fact, it was a beer. That's right. 
She she acknowledged oh. it. She said it was a beer. And she said, uh, quote, I've been extremely sick and was extremely sick at the board meeting and continue to be sick today. I have been suffering from a severe kidney infection and have been bedbound the last few days. Nevertheless, I should not have drunk a beer during the meeting in order to flush out my kidneys. Hmm. Oh, my God. That's right, Dave. She was explaining <laughs> why she drunk a, be- a drunk a beer because she had to do it because of her kidney infection. That is such a freaking reach. Like, I mean, I'm no nephrologist, Dave, but I'm pretty positive beer has no effect on improving your kidney infection. It does not improve kidney function at all. <laughs> now, I will say there may be some folks out there that are like, uh, it is a slight diuretic. It is a slight di- diuretic, but I will say probably a better option, cranberry juice. It's uh, not alcoholic. So true. Probably be the better idea. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty Cran sure juice. too, the, the doctor wasn't like, hey, at all costs, drink some beers. That's a fact. You got to do it. Yeah. You gotta do Stay, it. If doctor's orders three days of no, no, no bed, nothing but bed activity, yeah, and then fl- a bunch of beers, a twelve pack down if the, you're, down the dome. If you're if you're on a Zoom call, who cares? Just do it. Just you gotta drink them and and let them see the beer. You gotta let them know, okay? Let them know. They need it's to gotta know. be light. Don't do a full bodied beer. So true. Okay. Dave, before we take a break, we are going to do one more story here. This next story is from UPI. And you guessed it. It's a world record. Yes! Let's go. And guess what? It's another record that's impressive and not that weird. Say what? Yes. 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 Now, I am love going normal records. I am going to compare it to what David Rush is doing. And he, yes, got another world record. Mr. 154 World Records added another one. That's a fact. And as you could guess, it's weird. That's a fact. And doesn't really have a point. But we'll first start with the real world record. Uh, Alyssa Clark. Alyssa Clark, uh, who is from Burlington, Vermont, said she'd been in living in Italy uh, in March when she found out that all the marathons that she had signed up uh, for were going to be canceled. So, when she found out this news, she decided that she was going to instead run a marathon for every day that she was in quarantine lockdown. Good God. Yeah. Then, after several extensions of lockdown, she decided that she was going to try to cap it at 100 days of 100 marathons. Today, today she ran her 93rd marathon. You go, girl. Yeah. That's freaking impressive. And that's the world record? No, she already broke the world. Yeah, she already broke the world record. The consecutive days running a marathon distance was 61. 61. So she's already extended it by uh, 32. Um, Just think. When she finishes this, she will have ran twenty six or two thousand six hundred and twenty miles in a hundred days. That's right. That is impressive. 
That Man. is grueling. Now that you've heard that, you want to know what David Rush did in Idaho? Hmm. Ugh. I feel like whatever he did is going to be so like awful. Oh, yeah. He should have let up with it first because now oh, it's yeah. going to sound e- even worse. Yeah, that's why I did it this way. He <laughs> just broke the record for getting hit in the face with the most wet sponges in a minute. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> 96. 96, Dave. 96 wet sponges in a minute. He didn't even throw them at his own face, so it's really that should be the other person's record. Well, it's a combo record. They both get a plaque. They both get a plaque. It was Stupid. his neighbor, actually. It was a neighbor that threw them at His him. neighbor should steal his plaque. Uh, uh, David Rush, I've got uh, advice, maybe for your next wor- uh, record. See if you can run 101 marathons in 101 days. See if you try can to, run one freaking marathon. Try, try, try to break that record. But I'm sure your next record will be how many avocados you can smash with a wooden baseball bat when being thrown from a yeah. second-story window in a minute. So true. That's just my guess. We'll see what actually is the case. All right. Dave, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest of honor. We are going to hear from Mr. Colin Deedon, better known as a little hurt. This is Better Drugs, right here on the Doc G Show. The sun is spilling in the window, and I've been getting pretty good at staying up. Yeah, I kind of been a mess. Got a California king, but I'm sleeping on the floor. Why don't you say something? You stop your eyes with the straw. You never say nothing. That's where we're alone in the dark inside your bedroom. With your head on my heart And I was falling in love While you were calling a car It's hard enough
and we are back yes. here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave. Hmm. Ladies and gents, mm-hmm. do us a huge, huge favor. Yes. And go on your podcast downloading app. Download the Doc G Show. Bingo. Give us a five-star rating. Comment that you love us and yes. what you love about the show. Yes. We'll take anything, really. Yes. So true. Then go to www.thedocgshow.com. Look yes. up all the cool stuff we got on there. That's right. And follow us on Instagram. Bingo. At Show. Boom. 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 Nicely done. Concise. Enthusiastic. Well done, Dave. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of folks that listen to us, Dave, it is time to run down the list of shout-outs. Who's listening to us, buddy? Now, I will say, Dave, I gave a special shout-out today, uh, to Ireland on Instagram, because I've just been, I've just been so proud of their listens, you know? I've just been... double digits, right? A a day. A day. Double digits a day. Double digits a day. From Ireland, thank you. International, yeah. Streaming in the streaming in the podcast, we appreciate it. Uh, let's start uh, where we start: Jacksonville, Florida, all the areas, Duval, all the areas. We know Saint them John's. all. Saint John's, yeah. Ponte Vedra, yeah. We'll go all the way down, even go Clay. down. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Clay County. Go up to Neptune, Atlantic Beach. Orange Park, uh, I don't know those hinterland Fernandina, areas over there. Yuley, yeah. There you go. Plenty. You go all the way down to St. Augustine. They're Baker listening all County. the time. Yeah, go all the way up to Baker. Anyways, all the areas. We get them constantly. Thank you. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Go Cox. Go Cox. Yeah. Gainesville, Florida. Go Gators. Go Gators. Uh, across the country. Across the country in California, Mountain View, California. Thank you, Mountain View, being consistent. Radford, Virginia, the Highlanders. Thank you, Radford. Dublin, Ireland, as we said. Thank you, Dublin, Ireland. We appreciate it. Get some other Irish folks in there. Tell tell your folks, uh, friends in other areas to to listen. You know, let's spread out from from Dublin. Let's let's spread it. Uh, Boardman, Oregon. Shout out to Boardman. Shout out. Okay. Uh, Peoria, Illinois. Shout out to the land of Lincoln. Genoa, Italy. Back again. Back again. Let's go. I Shout celebrated uh, on Sunday, Dave. You missed it. I, I really gave him a, a good welcome back. Yes. I was very excited. Yes. Very excited about Genoa coming back. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out. To Ashburn, Charlotte, North Carolina. Shout out to the Queen shout City, out. Barcelona, Spain. Shout out to Barcelona, shout Charleston, out. South Carolina. Shout out to Charleston, shout uh, Kenner, Louisiana. Shout out shout to Kenner, out. Madison, Tennessee. Shout out to Madison, Roanoke, Virginia, the Star City. Shout out to them, and lastly, Orlando, out. Florida. Shout out to them. Yeah, that is the regulars, mm. Dave. Regular. We such love a good, you guys. Such a good group. A cohesive unit right there. A good cohesive unit. Diverse. That's a fact. Semi-regulars. Another week, Dave. These folks are going into the regulars. Brighton, United Kingdom. If Brighton keeps listening next week, they're headed up there. Another UK. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I left out London. 
in the regulars. I apologize, London. Oh, I'm so rude. sorry. We, I'm so sorry. We love sorry. you just as much. We do. As the other ones. We London. do. We love you just as much as the other regulars. Uh, Bristol, Tennessee. They've got two weeks to go. If they go two more Shout weeks. Out. They're going in regulars. Columbus, that, Georgia. Three weeks for Columbus. They go three more weeks. They're in regulars. Sydney, Australia. Los Angeles. Hamburg, Germany. Irving, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. Moscow, Russia. Yes. Yes. Moscow's been pretty regular. They've they've gone for like a good four weeks regularly. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like it. I like it. Okay, Dave, are you ready? Newcomers. That's right. Newcomers. Two domestics this time. Pretty close to each other. Not too far away either Uh, from Mm -hmm. each other. They're sort of far away from us. Uh, First, Ellsworth, Kansas. Okay. Ellsworth. It's It's pretty much, Dave, smack dab in the middle of Kansas. So true. Like right in the middle of Kansas, which means it's pretty much right in the middle of the whole country. Like it's right. it's right there in the middle. The, the closest beach is like twelve hours away. Jeez, if you want to get to a beach, it's, that sucks. It's it's a far ways away. But on the plus side, Dave, it did have a pretty kick back in the eighteen hundreds. It was uh, it was known as the wickedest cow town in Kansas. Whoa! Yeah. Say what? Yeah, a lot of shootouts apparently happened there. A lot of shootouts back Shoot. in the day. Yeah, fame. Uh, if you if you remember Wyatt Earp from Tombstone, the movie Tombstone, famous lawman back in the day, Wyatt uh, Earp. I didn't see that one. Oh no! You need to go back and watch yourself some Tombstone, man. It's a fantastic movie. Okay. You got Val Kilmer in there. He plays Doc Holliday, probably one of my favorite characters of all time in movies. Fantastic. Okay. okay. Uh, anyways. Wyatt Earp apparently lived in Ellsworth for a little bit. So true. That's where he first started his career, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for Ellsworth listening. We appreciate it. Pretty small town. Get your whole town involved. We want to see everybody in Ellsworth listen to the Doc G Show. Yes, we do. Second shout-out for newcomers. Littleton, Colorado. Shout-out. Yes. Yes. All right. Welcome. Now, Littleton. Middleton. Littleton. 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 Uh, not Middleton. <laughs> not Middleton. <laughs> Littleton. Littleton. Uh, it's it, it, technically, again, it's one of those that we've already had because it's in the uh, metro area of Denver, but it's outside. It's its own town. Uh, Littleton is its own town. Uh, fun fact about Littleton, Matt Stone. Uh, the creator of South Park. He's from Littleton. Oh, yeah. okay. Pride mm-hmm. and joy. Yeah. And uh, also, fun fact, I've stayed in a double tree about five miles from downtown Littleton. Say what? So there you go. Look at that. Yeah. I had fun a, fact. I had a warm, delicious cookie there. Yes! So... There you Ooh, go. Yeah. That's oh that's that's the story we talked about. That's the cookies. Okay. That's right. Yep. Double tree man. Enjoy them. Okay. Thank you to everyone that listens. We appreciate it, of course. Thank you, everybody. Why we do the shout outs. Uh okay, Dave. We've got two leftover headlines that start from real headlines. Just the Ooh. headline. So here we go. This headline is from newsbreak.com. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Quote, 
I'd trust our citizens to not sneeze on each other. Rockwall Council allows large outdoor events to continue. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So let me dive into this one, Dave. Uh, you go. You got it. This past Friday, the Rockwall City Council in Texas voted on whether they would allow large outdoor events to continue. Dana Michalik motioned to cancel the events because she was worried that people from other cities and other counties would come to Rockwall to celebrate. Uh, and it would add more to the clustering of individuals not wearing masks. She was concerned. The rest of the city then turned her motion down. That's right. Uh, they all voted to continue the large events. Jeez. Uh, Council member Trace Johansson said, quote, I'm getting a little bit tired of having the government telling us what we can and can't do and living in fear. Do we think that we're going to stop the spread of the virus? It's not possible. End quote. Hmm. Really, Trace? Really? Because I'll go ahead and point you to New Zealand and Finland that have already stopped the spread of the virus. So it is possible. Just to just throw that out there. You can do it. That's a fact. They did it. But apparently, the U.S., we cannot do it. Nope. He continued, though, Dave. He continued and said, I trust our citizens to not sneeze on each other and to not put their fingers in their mouths. Word. The people did not mm. elect me to tell people how to take care of their own hygiene. End quote. Hmm. Trace, with that comment, you showed 100% you have no idea what this virus is, how it spreads, or how to pre prevent the spread. Nope. Apparently, Trace thinks you have to get this virus transmitted through wet willies, I'm guessing. I don't know what else he thinks is going on. Uh, Dave, in case you're wondering what the WHO and the CDC says... Uh, and really, any health officials anywhere, uh, they agree that COVID mainly spreads from person to person in close proximity through respiratory droplets that can be through simple breathing, talking, coughing, or sneezing. The best way to Literally avoid that <laughs> would be wear a mask and avoid close contact. But come yep. on, Dave. Don't let folks that are from organizations that have dedicated their whole lives, time, and money, and effort to better understand diseases to tell you what to do. Trace isn't buying any of that bull all right? Yeah! <laughs> Come on! Come on, folks of Rockland. Just get out there and party. Woo-hoo! Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Dave. Jeez. Come on, members of the city council. What are we going to do with them? Think about it. Think about it. Okay, Dave, here's another headline. Uh, this one is from the Tampa Bay Times. Are you ready? Hmm, ready. Quote, I went to the movies during a pandemic. Here's what it was like. Wow. Yeah. Dave, let me respond to this with, who the f*** cares? <laughs> That's my People response. At home reading the paper. <laughs> I mean, no offense to the author, but, like, who is this article for? Hmm. Who's like, 
man, you know, I'd really like to go to the movies, but I, I need to know what it's like first. Yes! If only... If only there was a maverick. Someone wrote an article on it. If there was a guy that was willing to go to the movies and then write an article and tell me about it, then... full-length detail of the entire experience. Then I would go, yes. And l let me tell you, Dave, uh, I didn't read the article. Nope. And I haven't been to the movies. Nope. But I can tell you how it'd be. Yes! If anybody's want to know about the movies, let me tell you. Uh, there will be less people in the theater than normal. Uh, there will be some seats that are blocked off to create distance between people. Uh, when you're getting concessions, there will be sp spots marked on the ground where you're intended to wait because of social distancing. You'll have to wear a mask, and you'll probably see a movie because no good movies are coming out right now. There you go. There's your synopsis Boom. in less than a minute. That's what it's like. I don't need to read whoever's article about what it was like to see a movie. Like, it, it call me crazy, Dave, but there's some people with the virus deal that th they act like because of this virus that we're now on Mars. So true. Like, there's got to right. be a happy medium somewhere between Trace and... And this dude reviewing a movie theater. Like, there's got to be somewhere in the middle where just common mm -hmm. sense and public health take place. Nope. But instead, we have one guy that says, screw it, he's going to party without a mask. And the other guy saying, hey, I'm going to go to a movie. That's a fact. Let me put on my special toxicity mask and take notes on what I saw on the red planet. Like, <laughs> come on. What is wrong? What is wrong, Dave? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy on my couch that streams movies that are downloaded onto my computer and yeah. puts them up to my TV via HDMI. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, what? I mean, honestly, though, that that was I didn't I didn't want to be the guy, Dave, because you know I know people do like the movie experience, but I was like, is it that necessary? So true. Do you really? Nope. Or you're like, I can't. This movie means nothing to me unless it's on a screen that's at least 10 feet by 10 feet. That's a fact. Otherwise, this thing is worthless. That's right. Anyways. Okay, Dave, are you ready? Someone's got to be the dummy. Se I'm ready. Second birthday suit. Okay. I put the middle as the strongest one. So true. This is the one I have the pretty, pretty the big faith, faith in. This is 90%. Okay. 90%. Okay. Not your wheelhouse. Nope. This is music, but mm -hmm. she's really famous. Okay. So, born in Portsmouth, Virginia on July 1st, 1971. Our birthday suit wearer's mother was a power company worker, and her father was a Marine. However, her childhood was bad hmm. due to her father's abuse to her and her mother. At the age of 14, oh. our birthday suit wearer escaped living with her father, and lived with her mother on their own. After high school, our birthday suit wearer started a musical group called Faze. F-A-Y-Z-E. Faze. And she recruited her friend Timothy Mosley, better known as Timbaland, to be their producer. The group was signed to Electric Records in 1993. Not too many things materialized for FaZe, nope. but our birthday suit wearer 
and Timbaland continued to work together. So true. They worked on several mm -hmm. artist albums together, but in 1997, our birthday suitwear released her own album titled Supa Dupa Fly with the single Super The Dupa Rain. Hmm. Then, in 1999, she released her second album, The Real World. In 2003, she released her album Under Construction, which had the hit song Gossip Folks with Ludacris on it. Later that year, she released This Is Not A Test with the hit single Pass The Dutch. In, two, in total, she has released a total of six solo albums. She has won four Grammy Awards, eight MTV Music Awards, and has an honorary doctorate from Berklee College of Music. Say what? Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Missy Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott is correct. Yes. Yes, indeed. Turning the big... Four nine days. Jeez. Four Dang. nine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's still rapping though. Still, still rapping. Killing it. Now I didn't notice this. I, I I I didn't put this in. You know, she did sort of. If you notice, she just after like around 2006, she pretty much didn't release any solo stuff. And I was like, well, what was really going on? She was dealing uh -huh. a lot with at, at that point in time. She had hyperthyroidism. Hmm. And she, oh. yeah, and she was having to deal with a lot of uh, problems, a lot of, uh, you know, she, she could barely hold a pin at that time Jeez. Uh, because of the, the issues associated with the hyperthyroidism. So she's she's got yeah, that a lot that. more under control now, um, but definitely well, good, one good. of one of the first ladies of hip hop there, one of the biggest names to do it For as sure, far man. as as uh, I got I got to say my favorite, the rain, her first single. I know that's yes. a little bit before your time, so you know probably yeah. probably not I like a big get one. Get your freak on, the, get your freak on. That's a good jam. That's a good jam. But the rain, that was. That's pure Timbaland. If you listen to that, so true. that is like classic Timbaland sound. It is very mm -hmm. unique, very cool. Love it. Good jam. Also, crazy, crazy video. Hype Williams, who is super uh, famous music video producer, he did that video. Uh, mm -hmm. Super crazy. It's the one. It it made her really famous because she had this like deal where she was wearing like basically it looked like a garbage bag, but it was all like inflated and it had like that fisheye lens on the on the camera. So it was wild. Oh, okay. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild. It was wild. But happy birthday to Missy Elliott. One more year of the forties. Live it up, Missy. Live it up. You go, girl. And we will be right back with our guest of honor, Little Hurt, right here on the Doc G Show. Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And it's Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by the former frontman of the Mowgli's. He's doing his own thing now as Little Hurt, Mr. Colin Deedon. Colin, how's it going, man? It's going, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so it's uh, crazy times, obviously. Crazy times in 2020. Uh, pandemics, protests, uh, 
Now, have you been in L.A. for most of 2020? Yeah, I've been here the whole time, man. I um, escaped out of San Diego a couple times, but I'm mostly here, and uh, it has been weird, and it's been uh, scary, but you know, I think some important things are happening, so you know, trying to find the silver lining here. For sure, for sure. I noticed on uh, Instagram, you actually had some interacting with fans uh, during quarantine. You actually like did some Skype conversations with fans. How did that go? I did, yeah. Uh, I still continue to do that. Um, we uh, did a contest where some fans could win like a uh, little Skype call with me, but I, uh, I Skype with fans, you know, like maybe every couple weeks and check in and say hi. Um, it's cool, man. It's nice to uh, nice to have a personal connection with, uh, with people and kind of make it more of a friendship than a, uh, you know, just a one-sided thing. I haven't seen, have you done any uh, actual, like, performances, or are you saving that for, do you actually just want to save that for the real deal uh, live performances? Have you done any streaming? Yeah, yeah. I, I've, d- I've done a few live streams. Um, I have a few more lined up for different things. I think that I sort of, like, took a step back from the live streams because uh, it was just so much. It was, like, every single artist was, like, doing, like, three a day, and I was, like, I was like, we're pummeling people with this. Like people, it's like, <laughs> if it was me, I was thinking like, if it was me, it would be too much. It would be too much information. So I like kind of let it, I kind of took a step back and let everyone else go crazy for a little while. <laughs> um, yes! Just because I didn't want to add to what I thought was a lot. Of oh, no. So, no, um, I agree. But uh, yeah. I, I uh, yeah, yeah. So, but um, that being said, I have a few different things, uh, a few different things lined up over the next, you know, month or so. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, I was actually talking, I forget, I was talking to a guest actually just recently about that because, you know, I I noticed as soon as as soon as everyone was quarantined, it was just the like you said, there was just a wave from every single guest I have had on the show their Instagram would just light up. I would get these notices. This person is live. This person is live. This person is live. And like, I wanted to watch a lot of these people's, you know, performances. But at the same time, I was like, geez, I can't keep up with everybody's stuff. It's, it's all. And like, it's just, yeah, it's gotta be, it's got, I mean, it's gotta be awesome for the fan, but at the same time, sort of overwhelming. Yeah. I think it's important to like take time for yourself. And, uh, you know, also like, that's not my favorite part of my job. Everyone yeah. has things that they love and, you know, I, I'm kind of more of a private person. So I, um, that's not like a, my comfort, it's not like right in my comfort zone is like doing stuff like that. Although I have to do it because it's part of the gig. Yeah. Um, I prefer to like, um, you know, I, I just find it like, um, I, I'm kind of more private person. So it's a little bit, uh, tough for me, but that being said, I'm fully aware of the importance of it and, Hence, I do it. Yeah. Well, now something that is in your comfort zone, I know you're uh, you're a big fan of your dogs. Now, yeah. with the that's an under that's an understatement of the <laughs> understatement of the century. <laughs> so has <laughs> has quarantine given you a, a lot more dog time? Yeah. I mean, you know, th- when I was touring constantly, I mean, I toured for like a decade, you know, and like yeah, that's the thing I missed the most was you know the you know my dogs and like. Um, they're just so much my family and I think they're starting to get annoyed at me though, man. Like I'm just like, (laughs) 
I'm just, I'm just here like loving on them so much. And they're like, dude, can you like go back to whatever? Don't you have before? a job? Like, Jeez. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. And I'm like, I look at them. I'm like, don't you guys have jobs? You guys just live here like rent free. But um, <laughs> they, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been cool, man. I mean, it's been nice to, uh, nice to like spend a lot of time at home and just like, you know, just relax and yeah. kind of regroup. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had this much time to sort of just be home and like be still ever in my whole life because yeah. I've been running I've been running around the world night since I was, you know, old enough to do it. So it's like um I don't think it's ever gonna happen again for yeah. me. So like I'm really trying to like recognize, okay, things are slow right now, but that's not gonna be forever. They're gonna pick up. So why don't you just try to enjoy this moment? For sure. For sure. Well I noticed also during quarantine you got to uh celebrate in that stillness your your birthday. How did the how did the birthday go? You know, man, it was the exact birthday that I wanted it to be. It's the right. exact kind of birthday that I would have that I would have even in times of non-quarantine. I like being by yourself. Just uh, <laughs> sat there. Well, I was with one one person, one very close person to me, and uh, nice. We uh, drank wine and we hung out, and um, it was really nice. And there um, you, go. you know, I had, I've never been the kind of guy who like throws himself like big birthday things but that's just not my style yeah um i you know at the very most the last like seven years I've, all i've done is like maybe like go out with a couple friends for dinner like you know like maybe like seven to ten of us will go to dinner but like i've never been like the big like let's throw a huge party for me yeah thing like that is so that is so outside of my like, it doesn't even exist to me. I, I think <laughs> I can never do it. I think if you listed like the most awkward things for me, that's got to be one of them. Is people singing me happy birthday? Like, I can't yep. stand that. It is so awkward, and I'm just like, stop, no, stop. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I got it. It's my birthday. I'm fine. So true. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And like, and like knowing that you brought everyone there to do that for you is like oh this makes me cringe yeah that being said like if you want to have a birthday party like rock out dude that's awesome but like i just personally with the way that my brain is set up that doesn't work no no i i i'm right (laughs) i'm right on board with you man so uh yeah let's let's take the listeners back you were actually born in in california venice beach and then you moved to to kansas and then in high school, you were like all over the place, Connecticut, Utah, back to Kansas. And then you moved mm-hmm. to L.A. right after high school. But it, it seems like you you consider yourself a a Kansas man through and through. Uh, what, what do you what do you like Kansas so much for? Um, yeah, you're right about that. I do. I love I love Kansas. I love where I'm from. And um, I definitely consider myself more of a Kansas kid than an L.A. guy. I just uh just in almost every single way across the board. But, um, you know, I think that a lot of my favorite memories are associated with Kansas. I think that Mm -hmm. to me, it's what really feels like home. I mean, honestly, I've had like very serious discussions over the past just few months about moving back and just getting a dope place and getting a dope place in Kansas and just like having that be my little, uh, my little, like, you know, I'll fly to LA and New York. Your cost of living would definitely go down. That's for sure. Oh, it would be a, it would be a, whole different situation there <laughs> but um i would have i would have a f- castle for what i have in yeah LA, so yeah um, but, but uh you know it's like um you know i just really love where i'm from and the people that 
that are that live that are also from there. And yeah. I just think Kansas folks are really great, and uh, I love the pace. I love great barbecue. I love sitting <laughs> on the porch with my friends, cooking out and drinking beers, and like listening to country music. And that's just like who I am, man. It's like through and through. It's like that's the person that I am deep inside. And then like the other me is like the one that you see. Um, <laughs> kind of more, more, more broadcasted on social media is like the, this is a little hurt. who's like this, you know, crazy rock guy, like whatever indie rock dude. Like that's just like, that's part of, you know, everyone's multifaceted, right? So yeah. it's like in order to be, to be a, a three dimensional person with depth and character, like it's cool to like, you know, be a lead singer at, you know, can go on stage and play festival of 25,000 people. And then also like just want to go fishing with his friends, you know? Yeah, for sure. Now, your area of Kansas, actually, it had uh, several folks that went on to celebrity status, and I noticed it was weird because, like, in your area, Paul Rudd and Rob Riggle and Jason Sudeikis, all from that area, I, I saw that, and I was like, I don't know. I almost feel like Little Hurt should have been a comedian. That's a fact. Like, did you... I know, right? It's, it's funny. They published this, uh, this magazine. This magazine came out a few years back. It was like the... 50 most influential people in Kansas or from Kansas. And I was on that list and I was like next to Paul Rudd. And I'm like, <laughs> what? But, uh, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of people leave, you know? And like, yeah. sometimes it's good. Sometimes that's good. And sometimes it's not. I mean, I've seen it work both ways. I've seen people that don't leave my hometown that like are things didn't go well for them now. And like they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I've seen people not, not leave their hometown, their hometown and they have the life that I want to have. Yeah. Like they have, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and they're living it on their own terms and they're not out here. Like, you know, in Los Angeles, like constantly, you know, trying to run this rat race with like a bunch of other people that are also like trying to like build our dreams, you know? So yeah. it's like, there's something to be said about both. And I, I'm just the kind of person that when I turned 18, I think it was like the day I turned 18, I left. I got in a van with my friend and I started driving. We started driving. I moved to LA. I called my yeah. dad who lived, who lived in LA. And I was like, Hey, I'm like, I just, <laughs> I'm here. Van. And he like, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think I was like, I was like 18 or something. I was like a kid, man. And I was like, I was like, I'm here. And my mom called me. She's like, Hey, where are you? And I was like, uh, Arizona. <laughs> I was just, started driving you know so i don't know man that's uh how i got here yeah well fun fun fact about those other kansas guys two out of the three of those folks turned us down to be on the show but but to, to their credit paul and rob both turned us down graciously so they were nice they about did? yeah they, they 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 emailed us back and we're like hey we can't do it right now this is the reason why but but uh, they were they were nice enough in their response. So it was a nice Kansas response. They were good people. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, we are. Hopefully. We are. We, we are kind. We are, yeah. I mean, Paul Rudd is like America's sweetheart, right? Oh He's yeah. Like yeah. Like if anything ever came out about Paul Rudd, I think that like America would be devastated by that. Like it, he's like. He's the, like American, you know. Um, the only person um, higher is is Tom Hanks. Like that's the only person that oh, it yeah. would be. Like that was the worst thing about the coronavirus when it first started. That just like struck fear into everyone's heart when Tom Hanks got it. It was like, oh my god, not Tom. Yeah, Tom like, Hanks. Can't, we can't lose Tom Hanks, man. Like that was um, so frightening for everybody, and and Paul Rudd's right there, right below him, just right, right at that absolutely. cusp. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and on Tom or on Paul Rudd, in Paul Rudd's defense, I would imagine that Paul Rudd essentially has more, probably a little more going on than I do right now. Because uh, <laughs> there's uh, the, the the concert industry is, uh, as you know, ground to a halt. Yeah, so I think that 
he probably has a good reason for uh, why he's not able. Well, to do and, and to his defense, that was a little bit later ago, uh, a little bit earlier ago when he when he had a whole bunch of uh, uh, projects going on as well. So I'll give him a pass. I'll give oh, him yeah. a pass. Um, when, all right, all now, right. now, when you, like you said, you moved right out to L.A., like right after high school, 18 years old, did you have in your head the idea that you were going to do music, or was it just like, let's let's hit it, I'm tired of Kansas, let's go? No, that was always, the music was always the plan, since I was 12 years old and singing into a hairbrush in my mirror, you know, like, this has always been it, there's never been anything else that even remotely caught my interest or caught my eye. It's been, it's been this, like this has been the dream and the goal nice. for, uh, before I have any memories. Nice. Now, you know, when you started the Mowgli's, it, it, it almost seemed like the Mowgli's almost seemed like uh, to me, like a, I don't know, like a music fraternity or like a clubhouse. Like there were just people coming in and there was just like, you know, had all these members at different points and just like you guys were playing, especially at the start all the time like on the beach at coffee houses and here and there and like uh what was the mindset when you guys started that um well we were all very stoned um we (laughs) that helps with uh, the continuous playing yeah (laughs) yeah we you know we were just like we're crazy and everyone was living in this house in venice beach and it was like a really wild time with like a lot of moving parts and uh you know we just we kind of like formed this little Venice beach scene that started happening. It was a very funny, interesting time because all of a sudden all these bands started coming out of Venice and then, you know, where's this little hippie band like running around barefoot and then all of a sudden there's lines around the block to see us. Yeah. And then we got signed to, we got signed to Island Def Jam. We're all like, what is happening? <laughs> like, we were literally just playing on the boardwalk for money last week. Yeah. And now we're sitting here signing a contract with Island. Like, it was just really weird. But, um, you know, I think that in the back of my mind, I always knew that I was going to have to go. It's just like, I, you know, it had, I had a fun, it was, that was a decade, man. That was a, almost a decade of my life. Yeah. And, uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. And, but at some point it's like, you see that something's going to take you as far as going to. And, um, I can't settle for that. I got to keep, I got to keep climbing and, you know, seeing what's next. What can I accomplish next? What's bigger? Yeah. What's, um, you know, what's the next uh, shiny thing to try to grab? For sure, for sure. Well, before I move on from the Mowgli's real quick, I did hear at one point when you were in the Mowgli's, you played a whole show with your fly down. Did that happen? Who told you that? I mean, probably, but where'd that come from? <laughs> An interview you had in Kansas City, actually. You, you, you oh, had... man, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it reminded me, actually, uh, the one time... I, uh, that was, it was probably my, the funniest thing that ever happened to me on a plane. I was, I was late for, uh, I was late for a plane. I didn't think I was going to get on. They didn't have a ticket for me. You know, when I, when I checked in, they were like, oh, you're going to have to check at the, uh, at the gate for a ticket. And I was like, ah, oh, man. And I get, sure. to, I get to the, the gate and I was like, yeah, I'm here for a ticket. They're like, ooh, we might not have one for you. And I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. And then I wait like 10 minutes. The person's finally like, all right, go on the plane. And I was like, do I need a ticket? They're like, oh, they'll just tell you where to set in there. And I was like, what? And so, like, I walk onto the plane, huh. and the first, the first uh, uh, flight attendant that I see, she's like, she looks at me, and then she's like, downstairs. And I was like, what? 
I got to sit like in the baggage downstairs. Like I don't. And she's like, no, no downstairs. And I was like, I, I'm still not getting you. Oh. She's like, you're fly. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that. My bad. Okay, where do I sit? Unbelievable. Yeah, and I just, I was like, oh, man. That's hilarious. I was like, somebody could have told me before <laughs> you. Jeez. And that's not the most important that thing. Been, at least you had to sit downstairs in the bag, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just happy that she wasn't throwing me in with the luggage. I was like, all right, good, good. Yeah. Now, like you said, though, yeah. you you had basically like you know the the sort of dream of a lot of musicians. I mean, sold out shows, playing talk shows, playing XM radio, all kinds of streams on services. Why did you feel like you said you needed to to go on your own to start this new project? Is a little hurt. I mean, I think I started at some point feeling like I had a little more to say than I had been saying, and I wanted to say it alone. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I got a little restless. Um, mm -hmm. I think that maybe as I changed over time, the things that I had written started to feel further and further away from the person that I was becoming. Yeah. And, um, and I wanted to kind of recalibrate and start writing what it's about what it feels like to be me now, which is my only, my only job in the world really yeah. is to capture what it's like to see the world through my eyes at this point in time authentically. Yeah. And so um, that's what I wanted to continue to do. And I felt like this was the correct route in order to do so. Nice. Nice. Now, how many times actually when you were with the Mowgli's, would you say like you started writing a song and you were like, eh, this wouldn't really go with the fan base or with this band. And you sort of felt like you couldn't write it because it wasn't part of that, what you were feeling at the time. You know, I mean, I got told all the time that uh, stuff that I was writing was too poppy or too whatever. I mean, I got told that by a variety of people. Like, yeah. you know, people that we worked, people that we worked with or people that, you know, I didn't expect to really hear it from but <laughs> um i'm not i'm not gonna name any names i'd love yeah. to but i'm just not gonna <laughs> so um so you know i i got told i mean i love the music that i write it's you know it's yeah. like that's why when i get when i get asked you know um what's the new stuff sound like compared to the old stuff well i mean i wrote that stuff too yeah so it's like my music my music sounds the way that that it sounds i love i love writing music like this um i just uh you know man i just started feeling like it was time and it was time to uh, just do me and tell my story. Nice, nice. Well, so I heard you talking about creating songs and how you essentially, you have a note page in your in your phone and if you hear someone say something or you just say something that's unique, catchy, you'll write it down and sort of build around that phrase. Uh, now, I know yeah. you do all kinds of songwriting with other writers and whatnot. Do a lot of other writers work in that way, or do they most likely come with like melodies and things like that? I think a lot of them probably work in a similar way to that. Um, I mean, although I don't know, I mean, I used to keep a piece of like a notebook in my back pocket, you know, and I'd write all my ideas down. But that that son of a <laughs> through the washing machine so many times that I had to I had to find another route, but. Uh, you know, man, I just, I just like I'll be out at a bar, or like you know, before this, I'd be out at a bar with friends or at a party, or I'll, you know, doing whatever, and I hear someone say something weird, and like in a conversation, like man, what a good title that would be, or what a great yeah. way to grab people, or what a great like opening line to grab people in, like, um, 
it's just like you know and i think it's a really cool process way to way to work because yeah you're really you're really in the trenches of reality with people in, in moments that are like just happening all around you and um i like to pull from that stuff and kind of have this sort of like set the tone nostalgic feeling that um you know, I think it's really cool to be able to create around. Yeah, around well, it, it reminded me actually because the the reason I ask it reminded me uh, of Glenn Fry and the Eagles because that's what like they all knew him for was that he would get these catchphrases and these things and he would see these things and then just build around it and like lion eyes he was at the bar and somebody said oh that girl can't hide her lion eyes and he was like wrote it down next day there's the song out and so it's to me it's always it's interesting because most of the songwriters i know build around a, a theme or they build around a melody and then sort of the emotions come after that and it's sort of like in the reverse to me when you do that as far as here's an idea here's a here's a saying now let's build from that it's really cool yeah yeah thanks man um now your newest single is alaska and it's it's only been out for a little over uh, a month. Uh, already has a quarter of a million streams on Spotify. Uh, have you been impressed with the response uh, to the music, considering you know you really haven't had the ability to to tour behind it? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. That's um some kind of wild that's happening is how how well people are responding and not being able to experience it in a live capacity. You know. Um, I think the fans are awesome and they're super activated and engaged and um, like, you know, it's, it feels like, it feels like things felt, you know, the beginning of the Mowgli's when things yeah. are new and exciting and um, shiny and, um, you know, but this feels better than anything that I ever experienced before. So it's like, I'm just really lucky to have people that are talking about the music that are helping me spread the word about the music. Um, you know, it's like really important to have to have those those people and um i've always liked creating sort of like a culture around what i do where yeah very inclusive and um they all like you know the fans interact and they uh you know it's just if you gotta be if you gotta do something for forever you might as well surround yourself with people that are sweet and kind and you know for sure well you 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 definitely had some you know fan appreciation you actually had a fan ask you to write out it's okay to not be okay from your song so that they could tattoo it she she sent you uh uh you know a picture of her with that on her on her arm that's pretty wild man i mean especially for yeah being a new artist like how how did you i mean how did you feel about that when she was just like hey can you write this and then comes back a couple hours yeah, later yeah. like hey here it is on me forever right and, i mean that's that's yeah pretty awesome um, well it's the ultimate flattering feeling and it's you know it's really like a kind of um reassuring that like you know you're writing things that are important i mean i wish i didn't do this i thought about it so many times in the moguls of making a scrapbook of all the tattoos that kids have gotten because there's probably like upwards of a thousand tattoos that moguls fans got you know yeah that'd be cool for sure that'd be cool memory i think I'll, I'll i'll make sure i do that with little hurt but um nice you know i mean i have i have in the same way that fans get my lyrics tattooed i mean i have lyrics that i love of artists tattooed on me i mean i have a sufian stevens all things go um nice. tattooed across my forearm you know and i have a. so you know i i'm a fan like like they are you know yeah. we're all we're all doing the same things and when something like hits you that hard i 
there's nothing I understand more than wanting to put it on your body. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Alaska, actually, the single has been put out on now. That's what I called music 74. What? And I was like, holy mm -hmm. crap, 74. Man. Now, did yeah. you used to listen to now that's what I call music like when you were in high school? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was one of those things that like I always look forward to getting in, you know, in the mail because it have all like the hottest, like the newest, biggest songs yeah, man. on. Um, and so it allowed, this is like before we really had access to the charts. I mean, I wasn't yeah. really able to see what were the biggest songs in the world. You were just fed what you were fed from the radio. Yeah. And like the radio would, it would inform your music decisions as opposed to now where you're able to then decide what you want to listen to before you were told to listen to. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, now music, for a lot of years told me what to listen to you know i was like this is what's happening right now and i would never have thought that i would have been on one of those that was really cool you know it was one of yeah. those little, um one of those little mile markers or whatever it's like man you did that now you know? cool. now fun fact i went back and looked do you know what the first year when the the first now that's what i call music was released uh well it's not uh it's not 74 years ago is it no no um, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I if I were to guess, I don't know, ninety-eight or something. Nailed it! Wow, nice. No, no ninety-eight. Way. You nailed it, man. No way. There's no. There's no way. Yeah, that's that's. Are you serious? Ninety-eight. You nailed it, man. That is impressive. Wow. Good. Good guess on that. I don't, I don't that. think that if my life if, if my life depended on doing that again with a different fact, I don't think I'd be able to nail it that hard. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> oh man, I look back on it though. There were good jams on that first one. They had tonic. If you could only see Lenny Kravitz fly oh, what away. A great song. Uh, Aqua, yep. uh, Barbie Girl was on the first one. Such a jam, man. Uh, yep. Now, yep, now yep. Alaska's on the seventy fourth edition, man. Um, I, I'm still a little, I'm still a little shocked that I pulled that number out of thin air. But we're gonna. We yeah. gotta keep moving. <laughs> hey, it's good. Yeah, just act like you meant to. Yeah, of course, I knew. Ninety-eight. There we yeah. go. That's it. Yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, before the pandemic, you'd actually you'd formed a band uh, for Little Hurt to to do performances. You'd done a couple. How many shows did you get to play before the quarantine happened? We only did two full shows before quarantine happened. We did like an acoustic set at my label over at Sony. Mm -hmm. um, we did an acoustic thing there. Um, we did like, maybe like one other little press thing for Adobe Radio, um, but we only played two uh, full band shows, which is disappointing. Yeah, I kind of have like a rotating cast of characters that are playing with me. Um, so you know, uh, but now I, I think I'm starting to really dial in who my guys are going to be, which is a, a, an awesome feeling. But um, for sure, you know, it sucks because we were just getting going and we had some festivals lined up in the summer, and I'm sure there would have been a tour book. I had just signed to a new agency a new, with a new agent. Um, so I think that things were about to launch and then we kind of got shot out of the air. But uh, that being said, it's like it's a time to like, you know, hyper focus and get some great songs going and, um, you know, get the fan base all aligned and everyone excited. And, you know, there's other stuff I can be doing. It's just uh, I'm doing them from a looking out a window in Glendale, California, as opposed to traveling around. Now, now I'm guessing, like you said, you're sort of in a holding pattern as far as performances. You haven't scheduled any in the future yet? No. They, I mean, there's been like little asks that have come up, and my manager's been like, hey, here's this thing. It's not going to happen, but you want me to say yes to it? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, go ahead and say yes. And then, and then a week before, they're like, oh, that Ohio 
yeah. got canceled. I'm like, yep, I knew, I knew it was gonna happen. I don't even know why we're talking about it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm back and forth on whether or not I think there's gonna be concerts again soon or not. I mean, sometimes I think there is. Other days I don't think there is. So. Well, I just don't know. I, I just don't. I don't even think it's. I don't even know if it's worth speculating. One day you'll be able to play a concert again, I guess. Yeah, it amazes me just already sort of the difference in states and their sort of different levels of acceptance of shows. Because I've had a couple of guests from Texas that are already. They're like, yeah, we'll do shows. We're doing shows next week, and they have. And I'm just like, what? All right. And then, you know, some some yeah. states are still completely, you know, shut down at, in everything and definitely not, you know, public performances. That's for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of with yeah. you. There's no there's no real telling. But um, what what as far as 2020, since you can't really don't really have the any idea as far as the, the performances, what what is on schedule as far as writing? releases what do you have on schedule for the rest of 2020 um well since alaska's out alaska just went to radio a couple days ago um i think that the next step really is going to be writing the next single I, I don't i don't have my next uh my next single lined up yet necessarily so nice um so i gotta write that which uh hopefully will come to me easily and without much struggle but uh um, that's really all I'm doing now, man, is that every single day I wake up and I'm either doing press like this or I'm doing, uh, writing a song with someone. So nice. that's really, that's, uh, all day, every day. I like it, time. man. I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. well, Colin, we are up against a break, man, but I, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Hey, I really appreciate it, man. It's great. Great talking to you. Yeah. Listeners, you can check out all things Little Hurt at Little Hurt Official on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook at Little Hurt. Right now, let's take a listen to Little Hurt with Alaska right here on the Doc G Show. It's going to be another weird month, I guess, according to my horoscope. And some Chinese restaurant in San Francisco. My fortune told me I'm on the wrong road Well, life's a game, yeah, I need the cheat codes And I hate the snow But I think I'll dye my hair and I'll move to Alaska Grab all of my money, guitar and a jacket Driving out of town, maybe wave if I pass you Sorry, I had to move to Alaska I think I'll dye my hair and I'll move to Alaska Last couple of months kinda been a disaster Tell all of my friends I'm asleep if they ask you Sorry, I had to move to Alaska Posting all these pictures on the internet, I want someone to give Eating ice cream in my bed, I guess the problem is that I don't even care Yeah, I could bring the vibe down from 10 to 0 The world's most pointless superhero Just me, myself, and my stupid ego And I hate the snow But I think I'll die my hair Kinda of been a disaster Tell all of my friends I'm asleep if they 
got my life like a bat before shot Sucking myself with all the doors locked When I just wanna go I think I'll dye my hair and I'll move to Alaska Grab all of my money, guitar and a jacket Driving out of town, maybe wave if I pass you Sorry, I had to move to Alaska I think I'll dye my hair and I'll move to Alaska Last couple of months gonna be a disaster Tell all of my friends I'm asleep if they ask me Sorry, I had to move to Alaska Here on the Doc G Show, you yeah. just heard Little Hurt, Alaska, right there. His newest single, A Jam. That's right. A Jam. Yeah, it, it is. It's funny. Most of his songs, we didn't really have time to talk about that, but most of his songs are very happy in melody, mm -hmm. but then you mm -hmm. listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh, that's sad. Oh. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. It's 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 what somebody called depression pop. It's very it's very depression poppy, pop. but it's very depressive in the lyrics. Deep. It's crazy. Yeah. And how about him calling out ninety eight? I was so blown away. He was more Dude, blown away than the heck than I was. It was he admitted it was a complete guess. Yes! But I mean, still complete guess that was right. It's impressive. Gotta be lucky sometimes, man. It's impressive. But I, Aqua Barbie girl. Let's be honest. Jam. Jam of the century. Oh, duh. <laughs> It'll never not be a jam. Such a jam. You can go to any any club bar in the area, pump that, and watch the people go nuts. Watch the people go it's nuts. It's the people going. Exactly. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. Oh, gosh, <laughs> Barbie girl. Anyways, thanks to Little Hurt. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe some point. We can get his fellow Kansan, Kansians, Kansanites. What, what do you call a person? Kansoni, Kansonians. Kansonians. Uh, follow up, Dave. I'm going to find out. There you go. What do you Look. call someone from Kansas? Yeah, we're going to find it out. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll get Paul Rudd and Rob, Rob Riggle on the show. That would be fantastic. Guys, if you're available, just let me know. Don't make me, don't make me plead. Beg. Uh, okay. Dave, are you ready? Third birthday suit. Let's do it. I am not confident in this one. Not confident in the slightest. Me either. <laughs> I I gave you 35%. Jeez. And that's oh, probably man. a little bit high. Uh, okay. I probably should have done lower, but I gave you 35. By the way, I think I might start comparing you to Jake. We're going to see how you did. Jake on oh, his there we go. on his first show did horrible. Uh, he was zero for three. Um, had Man. a comeback next week. It's okay. It gets better. Yeah, he had a comeback the next show three for three. So he's Ooh, now 50%. for yeah for his for his career he's batting five hundred. 
He's batting 500. Sweet. I would really have. It would really take me a long time to go back through all the shows all and see what your career average is. That would be. Jeez. That, if I had an intern, I would give them that. Yes. That would be their job. Yes. Intern, go back and listen to all these shows. Oh. Anyways, okay, here we go. Born on July 1st, 1952. In Ottawa, Canada. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer okay. went to Catholic high school and intended to become a priest. But mm -hmm. at the end of high school, he decided to go to college instead at Carleton University. And then he ended up dropping out of college and working as a comedian in Toronto. Hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. After a couple of years, he joined the famed Second City Group out of Toronto and Chicago in 1973. And in 1975, he joined the cast of a new show called Saturday Night Live. Word. He was mm. part of the cast for four years from the first season. While on mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live, uh, our birthday suit wearer created the band The Blues Brothers with John Belushi. Our birthday suit wearer wrote the movie Ghostbusters, and it was released Dan in... Dan Aykroyd. Yeah! Let's go! Yeah! Let's go! Man! Oh, man! I'm impressed. I didn't think you would know Dan. Wow. Dude, nice. I know Dan. I don't know, Let's you go. know? That doesn't really seem... I'm a soul man. That doesn't really seem like a, like a Dave thing. I didn't think it would be... A Dave thing is your dad a big blues bro uh, uh, blues uh, brothers fan or something or just you? No, I, no, I think just like Ghostbusters and just some of the stuff that he did, and, and uh, it was just a name I heard a lot. So yeah, you know, yeah, if, if it's like I don't know very many actors' names, but he's one of them. It gets passed around. It gets passed around. I will say, no offense to him, but he's not my favorite from the initial cast. Wait, what? John Belushi, I'll be honest, like, he was crazy, but, like, most of his actual skits on mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. Dan Aykroyd actually had some that, that made me made me laugh. Like, his actual, like, the, the people that he came up with on the skits, yes! pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Fred Gergen, male prostitute, one of my favorites. Yes! That one's yeah. pretty hilarious. And whenever he'd get in, uh, in a fight with Jane on uh, on the uh, weekend update, uh, they uh -huh. had this thing where they did point counterpoint, and Dan Aykroyd's counterpoint would always be Jane, you ignorant. <laughs> and <laughs> it, just the lose. way that he said, it just oh man, oh Dan Aykroyd though turning the big six eight six man, eight for Dan. Six, eight. Wow. Getting up there, getting up there. They had two other Blues Brothers. They had uh, John's brother, uh, John Belushi's brother, and then they also had, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, John Goodman. John Goodman. So had two other Blues Brothers to fill in with Dan. But nonetheless, it is Dan's birthday, 6'8". Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. 6'8". Getting up there, getting up there. Okay, okay. Dave, I'm excited. We've got a lot of good shows here. Very excited yes, about sir. the shows. Yes, sir. We we got a, a guest that I've been trying, as I told you before we came on the air, I've been trying to get these guys on the show for like mm -hmm. two years. Say what? 
I've been poking around their management all the wrong places. Been getting in the contact with all the wrong people. Hopefully they didn't hear that. Finally, I got the right people. Uh, and go. the right people got me in touch with the band Dirty Honey coming on the on the show. Very exciting. <laughs> Up and coming rock band. These guys are a good time. They're gonna they're they're a jam. They know they know our brothers in Goodbye June that we had on the show uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, very excited yeah, to nice. have them on the show. It's gonna be good. Up next, we got the Devil Makes Three. Fantastic band. We're gonna talk to Pete. Pete's hanging out. He's their lead singer, lead guitarist. He's hanging out in Vermont. That's where he's from. He's been hanging out there during okay. the uh, pandemic. Quarantine. It's going to be a good time. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, his newest solo album and uh, the uh, Devil Makes Three's most recent album. Yes! All the stuff in between. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we've also got The Wild, a crazy rock band from uh, Canada. Very excited. Mm -hmm coming on the recommendation of them evils so we're gonna have the wild on the show very excited about that nice yeah so we got a lot of good shows after that we've got uh we've got uh k-bong who is from uh stick figure we've got the band Ooh. stick figure yeah uh, who basically i mean i don't want to say like they're one of they're one of the most famous reggae bands to be currently making reggae right now yeah! Uh, you know, so like obviously, like if we say all time, obviously, like Bob Marley eclipses them by far, but right. the, he's not currently making it. Nope. They're currently making it, and they're killing the game, and they're going to be on the show. Very excited about that. And then Trevor Hall as well. We first talked about Trevor, actually. They, he did a song with uh, uh, Rising Appalachia. Uh, mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're going to talk about his solo career, which is... He's killing oh. the solo game. He's killing it. So, very excited. All kinds of good shows. And, of course, we're going to be doing both shows. Sunday Fun Day Show. The Classic Hump Day Show. Both of them. Get ready. It's going to be a good summer. Hang in there, guys. It's going to be a good summer. Uh, can do it. Until next week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. And that's the end, folks. It was a the good end. one. It was. Yes! It was a solid one in multiple ways. I'm satisfied with this show. I hope you are too, listeners. I hope you are too. We don't Until leave next people week. Unsatisfied. Wait, what? Mm, I always, in most ways, leave people unsatisfied. <laughs> so true. Um, <laughs> until next week. Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.